to another episode of TKW at the Buzzer, where the Knicks wall takes you through a recap of the Knicks contest of the night. Unfortunately, tonight, the Knicks lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, It was a pretty rough start to begin with and a pretty low energy effort, and it ended in a loss of 126 to 109. My name is Candice Pedraza. I'm Dean Joannou. My name is Joshua Richards. And I mean, just to kick things off, we could talk about the first half as much as we probably don't want to, (laughs) but uh, the effort was pretty low. As I said, Um, a few bright spots personally for me, I think that um, the effort on Jarrett Allen was pretty good from Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel. I think in the first half, they really held him down. He was a big concern of mine. Um, Evan Mobley was just doing Evan Mobley things throughout the whole game, but he started off pretty hot in the first half as well. And I mean, overall, uh, like you had said, Josh earlier, it felt like they should have been down like 10 at the end of the first half, but they were up one. So that was just a really strange start to the game. It just, it, it didn't feel like a very good effort on the Knicks part. Yeah. The energy was, was poor to begin the game. We're giving up a lot of wide open threes, uh, poor contests. Uh, you could just feel that the energy players kind of felt drained. Like they played a, a game the previous night when we should have been feeling a lot more energized. Uh, yeah, Jared Allen, I think he played excellent tonight. Um, so for so long, I've been trying to push the Mr. Robinson is better than him agenda, but tonight you can really see his impact on the game. He had 18 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, two steals. Didn't get a block tonight, but it felt like he was his presence was always felt around the rim. You know, just a, a really great effort from him, and you can just feel that impact from him just from the start. Yeah, and the story of the game, of course, was Ricky Rubio. Rubio went eight for nine from three, career-high three-pointers made for him. And he's been in the league quite a while, 37 points, 10 assists. Um, it wasn't just Rubio getting off from three. The Cavs went 19 of 35 from downtown. Uh, You had Dean Wade going two for five. Evan Mobley going two for four. Garland went four for five. And I felt like Garland especially was wide open on his attempts. Same with a couple of uh, corner attempts from Mobley. Um, But the Knicks' three-point defense just wasn't great. And Rubio's three-point attempts were pretty heavily contested. He was making some mind-numbing shots. Uh, but in general, I think that the Knicks need, really need to emphasize three-point defense. Tibbs likes to have one of uh, Mitchell Robinson and Rollins Noel on the court at all times to make sure they always have a paint protector. But there are some nights where they really need to emphasize guarding the three-point line. Yeah, and I mean, the first open three that I, that comes to mind from tonight was, I think it was Evan Mobley that hit a three after just being atrocious from beyond the arc in the first half, he hit a three, like coming straight out in the third quarter. 
um, after a timeout and Julius Randle was put back into the game in place of Obi Toppin. And I think that's another big story from this game is just the fact that, you know, Julius Randle, he always does Julius Randle things, which is to say he's always, you know, pretty much averaging a double-double, inching towards a triple-double every night. But it just feels like the impact that he had last year has not been there for a full game this year other than in the Celtics game and possibly in the Magic game, the first one where they did win and just completely obliterated them. I felt like Obi Toppin came in and just brought an energy that Randall was not supplying and the defense locked in with that bench unit. And then he was taken out and things just went awry and any run that the Knicks had made to try to get back into the game was just completely tarnished. Yeah. Obi was great tonight. Um, the second he came in, just given instant energy. I think in the first half, he was three of three from the field, had like seven points in four minutes. And you could just feel his impact um, getting active on the glass, um, pushing the ball in transition, um, fin- attacking the rim. Just It's amazing. Julius Randle, I felt like he was going to have a, a pretty good game tonight after, you know, putting up 32 points in the last effort. But again, he's still struggling. I feel like he's he's... Like taking, still taking those bad mid-range contested shots, and you know, I'm talking to other people on Twitter and they're saying um, Julius Randle is getting put in jail by these other defenders, but I feel like he's putting himself in jail just taking these bad contested shots when you know he can do better and get to the basket. Like you've seen a lot of times tonight where he can just get on a low block, get to the basket at will. And you're like, where's this been the past couple past couple nights? And he'll his efforts just been up and down this entire season, and I'm really wondering if it's gonna click or is this just a Julius Randle? that it's going to be for the the future and is this the player that he is? Julius is really starting to frustrate a lot of people on Twitter with passing up uh, catch-and-shoot threes in favor of pump faking and driving. And the thing is that it's not that um, – it's not just the passing up the three. If the defender goes for the pump fake, He'll start to drive, but he'll always end up slowing down and taking a mid-range jumper. Not always, but you know, a ton of the time. And he just leaning into these really bad long twos. Um, you know, those are okay once in a while as a bailout shot. But you know, he was seven for seventeen tonight. You have to think that if he switched out some of those mid-range shots for some attempts at the rim, he might have had a little more success. Um, so, you know, seven for seventeen, nineteen points in thirty-seven minutes. Uh, in 11 minutes, Obi Toppin scored uh, 11 points and was four for four from the field. Obi Toppin was one of only two players on the Knicks with a positive net rating in this game. He was a plus five, um, and Alec Burks was a plus three. Uh, Julius Randle, in contrast, was a game worse, uh, minus 22. Not trying to start any agenda. I just think that. Sometimes Tibbs needs to get a little bit more creative with these lineups. And, you know, when a lineup is playing great with Obi in the game, I don't think he's got to force it back to, you know, Julius Randle isolation ball. And speaking of plus minus, um, Derek Rose started tonight in place of Kemba Walker since, you know, it was spoken about before the season that he might not start uh, the back-to-back games 
it's obvious that that seems to be the direction that the coaching staff is going in where they'll be sitting him for that first game and just letting him play the second game. And they play the 76ers tomorrow night. Um, how did we feel about Derek Rose's performance? I thought it was pretty steady. Um, I usually don't really have many complaints about D Rose and his play. I'm surprised that he had a negative 20 for the game, but I'm just going to chalk that up to how many minutes he was really on the court just because Tibbs was keeping a pretty short leash on his rotation. Um, I'm even surprised that he put Quentin Grimes in, but I'm curious to know what you guys felt about uh, Rose's performance tonight. Yeah, Derek Rose was phenomenal as usual. Um, especially in that first half, he was, as usual, bailing us out with a um, couple of buckets. I remember he hit a big three. I don't know if it was in the first half or second half, but he had a big three that helped us kind of push momentum early. Uh, but... I was a little confused on why he started. I know why Tibbs trusts him, but I feel like his energy off the bench is really crucial. I know the bench played well overall, but um, I was hoping for IQ to start because I feel like his game resembles Kemba's a little bit more, especially with Kemba not driving to the rim as much, being able to get those shots. And, you know, IQ wants to be a point guard at this at this moment. I feel like he has those opportunities, but there's, there's going to be those rough stretches where he's not really creating for others and he's trying to get his shot and, you know, he's not really in the flow of the offense as much. So having him really, like he probably could have a good two-man game with, with Julius and you could, you could try to build up something like that with the, and by having him in the first unit. But overall, I think IQ had a pretty good game coming off the bench with him and Burks. But, you know, I don't think that was the reason why we lost the game with the point guard rotation. I think uh, a lot of um, the reason why we lost is pretty much effort and, you know, leaving up the wide open wing shooters. I think as, as far as Derek Rose, uh, you know, eight for 14, 17 points, five assists, he did his job. He did his thing. Um, we know that, you know, he's the catalyst to those bench units and uh, the bench was still great tonight. I think that with the starters, Derek Rose was like a little bit of a, like a safety valve. Um, I think it could have been much uglier if he, you know, if he wasn't playing with that lineup Evan Fournier was fantastic offensively in the first quarter. But I think when, what we see when we have Derrick Rose in with the starters is we start to see it stagnate a little bit. And then Derrick Rose you know, will do something good and kind of like stave off a run from the other team. Um, and I like the pace that he plays with a lot. I think without Derrick Rose on the court, sometimes they can get into a slow-paced, bog-it-down type of game. Um, I think his plus-minus of you know minus 20 was probably weighed down a little bit by that period in the third quarter when Mitchell Robinson was clearly tired after having a nice couple, you know, first minutes to the second half, Robinson was giving up some rebounds to Jared Allen, some putbacks, getting scored on at the rim, missing some rebounds. And uh, Tibbs went to New Orleans Noel pretty early in the second half. And um, for the second night in a row, Tibbs has really relied on New Orleans Noel. Uh, Mitchell Robinson got just under 17 minutes. Uh, New Orleans got the, pretty much the balance of center minutes with uh, 30 minutes. I'm definitely looking forward to the 76ers matchup. I know the Knicks had a pretty good game against them and they came out with a victory in their first matchup with them, but the 76ers have since actually clicked, <laughs> which is, you know, really fun. And I do enjoy that team a lot, but I'm kind of scared now heading into the game tomorrow, just knowing the, you know, defensive shortcomings that are becoming more obvious with the Knicks. Um, coupled with the 
high energy that the 76ers tend to have when they're on a roll like they are right now. I mean, they're first in the East right now, and they're just coming off a pretty good win against Chicago. So uh, are there any matchups that you might be looking forward to in the 76ers game coming up? Yeah, I think the Knicks defended uh, Joel Embiid as well as possible in the last matchup. A lot of that had to do with Mitchell Robinson. So we'll see if that'll um, get Mitchell Robinson on the court a little bit more. I don't love uh, Merlin's Noel for the matchup with Embiid. Noel has done really nice things the last couple of nights, but we know he struggles with strong offensive-minded centers. Um, so we'll see what kind of game plan they come with for Embiid. And I'm very excited for the matchup because that was a great win for the Knicks, beating the Sixers. And um, I think it, seems, it feels like this is the first time that the Knicks or that a team gets to try to take revenge on the Knicks. You know, the Knicks have had some very uh, frustrating losses, like, you know, tonight to Cleveland, the Indiana loss, the Orlando loss. And, um, you know, the Knicks have some signature wins too. The Bucks win, the, the, the Celtics win on opening night, that Sixers win. So any chance for the Knicks to prove that they're legit? Um, I think it's really important that the Knicks beat bad teams. I think that's their path to staying out of the playing game, trying to get a six year higher. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like there's nothing better than going up against, you know, one of the premier teams in the Eastern Conference and coming away with the win. For sure. And um, Josh, I was just asking what matchup during the 76ers game tomorrow that you might be looking forward to the most. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be Mitch Robinson versus Joel Embiid. Um, he had a strong matchup showing, shutting him down. He said, Mitch put him in jail, but I feel like Joel Embiid is going to come back with vengeance, trying to leave his mark as one of the top three centers, maybe even top one if that's what people think uh, compared to him and Jokic, but I definitely think Joel Embiid is going to come out and try to leave his mark and definitely see how we match up against him. Well, um, I think that's all the thoughts I had on the 76ers game. Do you guys have any final words or thoughts on tonight's game? I know that probably everybody wants to put it behind us, but if you guys have any parting thoughts on it. Just as a, as a closing message, just like hope Tibbs can get creative and please find a way to get Obi Toppin some more minutes out there. And also we didn't, we didn't mention uh, Quinn Grimes going two for three from downtown playing with a nice edge in the fourth quarter. Really happy for him to get to, you know, make some shots, get on the court in a, in a Sunday night game. Madison Square Garden must have been a special feeling. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think Obi needs some more minutes. And one thing about us as a team, I know it's kind of depressing as we're losing to these teams that we think that we're better than, but for the most part, we, we've beat the teams that are at the top of the East right now. The We beat the Sixers already. We beat the Bulls and we beat the Bucks. So those are the teams that we really want to, you know, prove that we're better than in the East. So losing to the other teams, we can kind of chalk this up to effort. We're not being outmatched when we're playing our best. So I think our best basketball is really is to come. So we that's something to definitely hang our head on and be optimistic to, heading towards the future. For sure. Well, uh, this was a recap of the Cavaliers and Knicks game. The Knicks lost again to the Cavaliers tonight, and they will be playing the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow night.